4: A gorgeous woman goes missing, and to compound it, she's a soldier. According to many, the Army seemingly is closing ranks around the search for Vanessa. But why? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories, and let's kick it off. Take a listen to this. Investigators say the 20-year-old soldier was
3: last seen April 22nd at 1 p.m.
5: She was a family-oriented girl. She was somebody that would come home instead of going to parties to nearby cities like Austin, Dallas. You know, it, it would be easy for her to choose the other route. And no, she would come home every weekend to us.
3: Myra says her sister means the world to her and she'd do anything to find her.
5: I love her and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until I have her with me because I mean, I'm trying my best. I know she needs
3: me. The Army CID is encouraging anyone with information to come forward, even if you choose to remain anonymous
4: what the hay is going on she's been missing since april guys you are just hearing our friend news reporter jasmine caldwell where is vanessa joining me right now an all-star panel starting with jim elliott renowned attorney joining us from butlersnow.com representing multiple municipalities dr angela arnold Psychiatrist joining me from the Atlanta jurisdiction, Cloyd Steiger, 36 years, Seattle PD, 22 of that in Homicide, author of Seattle's Forgotten Serial Killer, Gary Jean Grant. You can find him at cloydsteiger.com. Our longtime friend and colleague from Texas EquiSearch, a victim turned victim's hero, Tim Miller. But right now, straight out to Olivia LaVada with KXXV TV. Olivia, thank you for being with us. I don't like this one bit. We've been on this case from the beginning. And I've seen little to, to none movement on the search for Vanessa. In fact, as you know, Olivia, I have just been gone on an, an RV trip with my children. And I hear remains found near Fort Hood. And I went, oh, dear Lord in heaven, it's it's Vanessa. Turns out it's somebody else that's been missing from Fort Hood for a year. I'll circle back to the other missing person, the other dead body. Let's focus on Vanessa. Let's start at the beginning, Olivia. I feel like the army's not really helping as much as it should. And I wonder, are they trying to cover something up? I can't help but wonder that. I don't want to accuse them, but when they're not forthcoming, it seems to take on a nefarious bent. Let's stick with the facts. Uh, start at the beginning when Vanessa goes missing. Olivia Leveda.: Yes, Nancy. Well, Vanessa Guillen has been missing
3: since April 22nd. So that is just over two months. We know that she is assigned to the 3rd Cavalry Regiment here at Fort Hood. And she was last seen on April 22nd in the parking lot of her regimental engineer squadron. That's the last time someone saw her.
4: Now, you say, uh, Olivia Leveda that she was last seen April 22 near her regimental squadron. So let me narrow in on that. Was she inside or outside? When they saw her, they saw her in a parking lot. Parking lot. When you say squadron, does that mean near her where she was working or near where she lived, her barracks? Near where she was working. Okay. How close were her barracks where she lived to where she worked? I do not know the answer to that. I'm very curious about that. I wonder if she's leaving work or if she is coming back to work. Um, At what time of the day was it that she was last spotted, Olivia, if you could refresh my recollection?
3: There's been some discrepancies with the timeline, um, but we know that she was seen sometime around in the afternoon, around noon or one. And the last time she actually had correspondence was 1130.
4: Now, right there, Cloyd Steiger, 36 years Seattle PD, I would think of all places the Army would have surveillance videos. So why don't we know what time she was in the parking lot?
2: Yeah, I was exactly thinking that same thing. There must be surveillance videos all over there, uh, the gate, cars coming and going uh, from the fort. I don't know why. Maybe they do have something, they're just not sharing it. I don't know why.
4: I wonder why they wouldn't, because that would have her exact outfit on it and everything you need to start a search. Back to you, Olivia Levada, KXXVTV. Olivia, uh, it's my understanding she was not in a typical army uniform. Please don't get me wrong. My father was in the military. My father-in-law was in the military. Um, All for the military. But when it comes to a missing person, I would think that they would have that security surveillance video released ASAP day one. And I haven't seen any of it. And The reason I ask is because she wasn't wearing a typical army style uniform to my understanding. What was she wearing when she went missing, Olivia? She was wearing a black T-shirt and leggings. A black T-shirt and leggings. And that was okay to wear that to work, am I correct? That's what she was wearing. That's what we were told she was wearing. Um, It is interesting that she wasn't in uniform. I've been informed that that is okay to wear to work. And what exactly did she do, Olivia, based on what she did? Specifically, what was her job within the military?
3: I know that on that day, she was working in the armory room.
4: To you, Tim Miller, Texas EquiSearch. Guys, Tim Miller, his family, a crime victim themselves when his daughter goes missing and is found dead, who takes upon himself to start looking for missing people and has devoted his life to that. Tim Miller, specifically, she worked in the armory and that is a hands-on technical job. She was not required to wear full Army uniform, I have been told. The reason I'm bringing that out, Tim Miller, is because for anyone looking for Vanessa Guillen, she's not going to have been wearing uh, green camouflage fatigues that day. That's not what she had on. And I'm curious, and I'm wondering if you are too, why surveillance video of her exactly in that outfit has not been released by Fort Hood, and this is just the tip of the iceberg.
6: Well, you know what, Nancy? That's a that's a good question. But they did not have surveillance. Uh, you know, everybody was kind of beating the military up uh, in the beginning, and, and still today, there was no surveillance. She actually was not supposed to work that day, and then she got called in to work. Which there's a big question mark. Why? why that happened so when uh when she was reportedly last seen yes there is a lot of discrepancy in that whether she really was last seen or not now this is actually the fifth time that we've been up here and uh and you know in the in a perfect world we're going to have surveillance cameras in the perfect world somebody seeing something's going to come forward and unfortunately we don't live in that perfect world we uh Somebody finally did come forward. They thought that they saw something. And as we know, Nancy, to go ahead and get uh, phone records and credit card records and things like that, we have to have a judge go ahead and sign and there's got to be reason for them to sign. And we can't go deep in the investigation, but you know, somebody did come forward. They thought they saw something. it was very credible information. So then they could go ahead and get subpoenaed on some things. And that's what actually put us out there by the Leon river where we were searching. I'm not gonna say what we found out there. Of course, we did not find her. We did not find her and the search continues, but uh, we certainly, things that appear to be evidence uh, that was taken in and uh, literally being processed as we speak. I think that we're getting closer. I feel as though some things are going to break. And uh, and in defense to the military, of course, they really did not have anything to go on. And again, if, if somebody would have came forward earlier, uh, we probably would not be here today, but now we—you know—now of course we got to work with what we have.
4: You're so right about that, Tim Miller. And as you said to start with, it's not always a perfect world. You say there was not surveillance video, but I find it very difficult to believe that there is not somebody manning a gate or a post going in and out of Fort Hood that would have been able to identify Vanessa again if she had left that day. Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we were talking about the disappearance of a gorgeous young girl just 20 years old. She was in small arms machinery repair. For some reason, as you just heard, she was not supposed to work that day. But she mysteriously got called in and then goes missing, basically, before lunchtime is done. One sergeant came forward and said that He saw her and then later recanted that. Why? Uh, Now we are hearing no surveillance video in the area where she went missing. Who would have known there were no cameras there? Where is 20-year-old Vanessa Ginn? Take a listen now to KCEN TV news anchor.
0: Military officials need your help locating this missing Fort Hood soldier. This is 20-year-old Private First Class Vanessa Gillian. She was last seen Wednesday afternoon in the parking lot of her squadron headquarters on base. Authorities say her car keys, ID card and wallet were all found in the armory room where she was working earlier in the day. A be on the lookout or BOLO notice has been issued to surrounding law enforcement and an extensive search is underway. Gillian is 5-foot-2, 126 pounds, and was last seen wearing a black shirt. Anyone with information on her whereabouts should call military police.
4: Did Jim Elliott, attorney with Butler Snow, legal counsel for multiple municipalities. Jim Elliott, you earlier heard Tim Miller for Texas EquiSearch state that there was not really enough evidence for pc probable cause to get cell phone records credit card atm and so forth i completely disagree the family has repeated over and over that she would not have left without telling them there's no sign hide nor hair of her her cell phone her car keys her uh, her car keys her id card and her wallet not cell phone were all found in the armory room where she had been working that day, but she's not seen since lunchtime. If you were going to go uh, on a walkabout or disappear off with your boyfriend, let's say on your own, you wouldn't leave in the middle of a work day. She had been called into work. If you were going to leave and didn't want anyone to find you, you would leave after work, not just go wall at work. So, what does it take? To get a subpoena ducus tecum, a subpoena for documents, for instance, cell phone records, triangulation, that sort of evidence we really need. What do you have to do, Jim Elliott? Well, you know, what you have here is kind of an
5: interesting mix of jurisdictions because you have the local police and then you have, of course, the federal um, property and the right of 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 the military police to control the matter. So that probably played a role, frankly, in the hesitation to move forward.
4: Be specific. Be blunt with me. What do you mean it probably played a role? What probably played a role in what?
5: The local police probably were hesitant to exert jurisdiction because of the role of the military police and the federal government.
4: Well, in other words, um, they're stepping on their own, let me just say, belt. Take a listen now to ABC 13 Houston News reporter Steve Campbell.
1: Vanessa Gian's sister says the missing soldier's parents keep pleading for information, praying for a miracle. The army is battling back growing criticism and outrage on social media that they're not doing enough to find one of their own. The army released photos saying they show soldiers searching Fort Hood for any sign of the missing 20-year-old. A sergeant said in a news release, "Quote, no one really understands how much we're searching. I hope we can find her and as much as I know America has faith in us to protect this country and to fight for our nation." I feel like they should have faith in us to know that we are doing everything possible to find her, end quote. Texas EquiSearch told us they'll be back in Colleen next week, helping the military. The news comes just a day after the Army says they're launching an investigation into allegations Guillen was sexually harassed on base prior to her disappearance.
0: It's hard because if it happened inside the military base, it has to be someone that had access to get inside. Every time that I come, I get fingerprinted, picture taken, everything. Driver's license checked, everything. So I'm allowed in.
4: You're hearing the voice of Vanessa's sister, Myra, just to get on base to see her sister. Now, keep this in mind. The sister, Vanessa, who's missing, is at the Army base Fort Hood. The family lives a couple hours away. Jackie, if you could remind me how far away they live, like an hour and a half, two hours away. And Vanessa would come home every weekend to see her family and her boyfriend. And let me tell you right up front, the boyfriend has been placed in a different city at the time Vanessa goes missing. That's the first place you always look. So if the sister has to go through that in order to get on base, that tells me some stranger didn't lurk on the base and snatch Vanessa. Now, straight back out to Olivia Levada, KXXVTV. What can you tell me about these sex harassment complaints One that she, Vanessa, spoke of just before she goes missing. Yes. So
3: from my understanding and from what I've been told, a few weeks before she went missing, she shared with uh, several sexual um, harassment encounters. Uh, What I was told is there was one instance where a sergeant walked in on Vanessa when she was showering and she felt uh, very uncomfortable about that. Another example that's been shared uh, by the family is that a sergeant was saying something inappropriate uh, in Spanish to Vanessa. And they've also shared that um, a sergeant, a sergeant had been following her um, when she ran and as she exercised.
4: Okay, right there. Chloe Steiger, 36 years, Seattle PD, 22 of that on homicide. You got a guy allegedly following you when you jog i mean hello that's like a red flag being waved right in our faces cloyd
2: yeah it sure is you know and that'd be it shouldn't be that difficult to identify this guy and find out where he was and check his alibi and and zero down on him i I, who knows if they've done that but uh he's obviously the first place to check after you are right, the boyfriend would be the first but Not so much on a military basis. He's not military, because access is a problem. So the first thing you gotta know is, the guy who did this is probably military, and and go from there, and this is the first place you look.
4: Guys, again, in defense of the Army, Fort Hood is about 214,000 acres. So that's a huge area to search. Um, Jackie's telling me the family is in Houston, about three hours away. So it's my understanding Vanessa would go home on weekends. Very curious the way this whole thing is playing out. Joining me right now is a renowned psychiatrist in the Atlanta jurisdiction, Dr. Angela Arnold. Dr. Angela, do you know the vast majority of women that are sex harassed at work never say a word? Why is that, Dr. Angela? I believe it's for the exact reason that Vanessa said a word. They're they're fearful for their job
3: who's how do they know how that is going to be taken and
4: it it goes on I'm sorry you're cutting out on me could you repeat that please it goes on all the time Nancy I have patients come to my office I have all different kinds of
3: patients that come and see me and they talk to me about the sexual harassment all the time and how there is absolutely no one that they can talk to about that because they fear for their job
4: or let's say if you are in a position just let's just pretend as a prosecutor and you get sex harassed by let's just say a judge what are you going to do jeopardize your case right and let the victims down Uh, cause a mistrial i mean There are put yourself in her shoes. Yeah, and what other judge would want you? Put yourself in Vanessa's shoes. If she was being if she were being sex harassed at work and she complained, would it ruin her career in the army? Which she had always wanted to do. She had always wanted to be in the army. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are talking about the disappearance of a a beautiful 20-year-old young woman whose future was bright within the Army. Now her family is begging to help find her, for us to help find her. The tip line is 254- 495- 7767. Repeat. 254- 495- 7767. Now, That is for the Army CID. I want to give you another number. This is for the League of United Latin American Citizens, 214-941-8300, 214-941-8300. Won't you help us please find Vanessa? I've spoken at length with her sister, who is often too distraught to even speak of it. Guys... I find it very difficult to believe that there's no connection between Vanessa discussing sex harassment at work and then suddenly she goes missing. Take a listen to KHOU 11 news reporter David Gonzalez.
2: The 20-year-old soldier was last seen on April 22nd. Her cell phone has not been found, but the rest of her belongings were found on the post. Vanessa's family claims she disappeared after telling them she had been sexually assaulted. Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia joined them in a call for action.
4: We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to make sure that we look at every single complaint, every single allegation that is being made in this case.
2: Outside of Fort Hood, supporters continue to hold vigils and protest demanding answers.
5: There's a saying in the military, we leave no soldier behind. We cannot leave Vanessa behind. We cannot leave her family behind.
2: They all want to see a more transparent investigation. Vanessa's family says all the Chavez high school grad wanted to do was serve this country.
0: This past June 10th, it's been two years that she's been serving for our country. And I just don't find it fair that they, whoever this is, took advantage of her, took her liberty away.
4: Joining me, Olivia Levada, KXXV-TV reporter. Olivia, I, I, I'm very curious as to the entry-exit point of Fort Hood. Is there surveillance video there, and is there a gate that is armed? Is somebody there?
3: So I have gone on to uh, Fort Hood to do several stories. Um, as we mentioned earlier, it's not easy to access Fort Hood. Fort Hood has several exits and entries, several gates. Um, there's also there's always armed guards at the gate. Um, when I go to Fort Hood, I have to be escorted on onto uh, the military post. They have to check your ID. So like I said,
4: several entrances and exits and they are all um, armed and guarded. So how the hay would Vanessa have gotten off the base and nobody noticed if every exit is covered by an armed guard? Straight back out to our friend Tim Miller with Texas EquiSearch. What about that, Tim? If she is off that base, how did she get off with nobody seeing her?
6: Well, you know what? You can drive off that base with nobody seeing you. You are not checked when you go off that base. I've been on that base many, many times. No, you can drive off that base, driving back on the base, then you got to show your visitor's pass or your military ID. But, no, I feel as though the spot that she went off of the base Uh, We went off that exit several times. and No, you are not checked when you drive out. You can drive out if nobody knows. That's a critical piece of the puzzle. You're
4: checked when you come in, but not when you leave. Let me ask you this. Is that your experience, Olivia Levada, where you checked when you left? Yes, I I agree with him. You Basically, when I leave, I am not escorted off of uh, Fort Hood. So she could have left without anyone noticing uh whether she was in the front seat of a car, the back seat, or in the trunk of a car. Let me go back to you, Tim Miller, Texas Equisearch. You are searching you have been searching a body of water. What led you there?
6: Well, you know there's things again in the investigation that literally just popped up where they could go ahead and get some subpoenas and search warrants and stuff that led us there. Now, we do know where Vanessa's phone ended up. Uh, I mean, the area. Her phone has not been located. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the military jumped on that immediately. We know the area that the phone went dead, and I can say that area where the phone went dead is very, very close to where
4: now, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Working. Hold on just a second, because we first had reports that her phone had, the Army told the sister her phone pinged in Belton, a 20-minute drive from Fort Hood. But then the sister, Myra, told me she was advised that was incorrect, that the phone did not ping in Belton. So I hope that's not what you're talking about.
6: No, that, that actually was a false ping, Nancy, uh, when they pinged the phone. Uh, that was a false one. They, the phone actually went dead. We know what time the phone went dead that day that she did disappear very, very close to where she was last seen. And in fact, there, wait, uh, wait, they... wait,
4: wait, you just said her phone went dead that day. Very close to where she was last seen. Did I understand that correctly?
6: You understood that okay. correctly. So her phone
4: goes dead the day she goes missing in that parking lot at Fort Hood. Is that right?
6: That is correct. And now if the phone is turned off, believe it or not, they can still track that phone. The only way the phone would have went dead that quick is probably if it was thrown in water. So we feel as though that is a very strong possibility. There's a birdbath lake that is right there. We actually... Sonar that we've done extensive searches for her phone. The phone has not shown up. But when I was sonar in that lake, it has such a grassy bottom and everything, it'd be nearly impossible to find to locate her phone. I'm hearing two different things, Tim,
4: Tim Miller from EquiSearch, and I think both of what I'm hearing from you are true. It's just that I don't understand it. We were told she was last seen in a parking lot there at Fort Hood near the armory where she worked. Correct. Now you're saying that you searched the area where she was last seen and that was near water. Those two don't fit together. Are you telling me there was a search, there was a spotting of her near the water after she was in the parking lot?
6: possibly her phone was thrown in the water and that's where it went dead that's why the last ping was so close right there to where she was working Uh, is the water near
4: where she was working uh yes ma'am how close
6: oh eighth of a mile
4: oh okay now 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 i'm understanding what you're saying i thought you meant the the phone was in the parking lot somewhere but you're saying she was last seen we think in that parking lot although that sergeant then recanted that and her phone pinged near the water.
6: Yeah, well, and near the water is near the armory. Also, I, I mean, that's, yeah. So whether that phone was thrown in that water or not, we don't know. Uh, you know, from the from where it was last pinged and where it went dead, we felt as though, and everybody felt as though, that strong possibility it was put in the water. That's why it immediately died. And there, there could couldn't get uh, Tim Miller, can you tell if the phone
4: was turned off or if it just went dead? Can they tell that?
6: Yeah, they can tell that. And if the phone was just turned off, it would still get tower reports if the phone was traveling. But the phone went immediately dead, and uh, that's why they feel as though that phone was thrown in, in some water to immediately kill it.
4: Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about the disappearance of a 20 year old private first class in the Army, uh, Vanessa Ginn. And a lot of mystery is sur- shrouding the facts around her disappearance. We believe she went missing there at work, called in mysteriously on a day off at Fort Hood. This is just days after revealing she had been sex harassed multiple times within the Army. Now, the case has gained the attention of the beautiful and talented Salma Hayek. Take a listen.
0: It's been almost two months since Vanessa Guillen has been heard from or seen, and her family has continued to push for answers. But this week, it seems there's been a new energy brought to her case Selma Hayek posted about the missing Fort Hood soldier twice in 24 hours and that's major because she has 15 million people who follow her, which really increases the visibility on this case. And then this last night in Colleen, a rally held with hundreds of people chanting her name, wearing shirts with her face on it. This is just such a mystery to Guillen's family. They say this isn't like her at all. She hasn't been seen or heard from since April 22nd. All of her things were found in the armory where she was working, except for her cell phone. Her family says she was having a problem with someone else at Fort Hood before her disappearance. They are keeping hope that the 20-year-old Houston native is still alive.
4: Let me give you the tip lines again. Army CID 254495. 7767, 7, 7. Uh, possibly a better number, is LULAC, League of United Latin American Citizens, 214 914 8300. Repeat, 214 941 8300. Not only has Selma Hayek joined in the effort to find Vanessa, take a listen now to ABC 13 Houston reporter Steve Campion.
1: Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia is now involved after family said Vanessa expressed being sexually harassed prior to her disappearance. The military says they've received no credible information about those allegations. A spokesperson told us in a statement, quote, We are completely committed to finding Vanessa and aggressively going after every single piece of credible information and every lead in this investigation. We will not stop until we find Vanessa, end quote. Today, we learned Texas EquiSearch founder Tim Miller plans to return to Fort Hood as they hope to help in search efforts.
6: Would I suggest that foul play was probably involved in this? You know, my experience, I'm going to say yes. I mean, this is certainly something that I suspect that I think everybody else uh, that's been involved suspects that. But uh, again, uh, investigators
1: and stuff are are keeping it close to their vest. And the outrage, the growing concern, seems to be only mounting by the day. Her family plans to go to Fort Hood on Thursday again. The reward is now over $50,000 for information about Vanessa.
4: As a matter of fact, it's $50,000 and growing. And then to further muddy the water, we find out that remains are found near Fort Hood army Base. And they are another young person, another young service person in their 20s. To Olivia Leveda KXXVTV, wow, that's quite the coinkydink that, A, nobody at Fort Hood seems to know anything about Vanessa Ginn's sex harassment concerns, and two, another body of a missing person pops up at Fort Hood. Wow. That's certainly something, isn't it? What can you tell me about the remains found? So the remains were found um, this
3: past Friday. Uh, CID, the U.S. Army CID, received a tip about a body in a field um, just a couple of miles away from Fort Hood. And um, Friday night, we were all, there was a lot of speculation on who that person could be. We knew the Army was involved. Um, I also knew that there were two missing soldiers. Uh, Vanessa Guillen has been, you know, taking headlines and things like that, but we've also been looking for um, Private Second Class Gregory Morales uh, since August 2019. And um, it was later confirmed that um, it was him after almost a year of him being missing and him just vanishing from Colleen, which is the city right outside Fort
4: Hood. Now, it's my understanding that this young man was last seen driving his own vehicle. I find it very difficult to understand. Why did he just happen to turn up, body only, in a field about a mile away from Fort Hood? Where was his car? What happened to him? And isn't it true, he had issues and he was about to be discharged from the Army, correct? Yes, this is this is true. He was
3: just days away from being discharged and... um you're exactly right. He was last seen driving his car in Colleen. I know that um, there wasn't a reward for um, information leading to his whereabouts until recently. So I'm not sure if that had something to do with the tip coming in. But like I said,
4: we've been covering stories on him for months. To Cloyd Steiger, 36 years Seattle PD, Cloyd. So you've got two young service people, very young, in their early 20s. One is about to be discharged. I'm very curious why. Had he made some sort of a complaint about something that was happening? Was he having an issue at Fort Hood? And then you have Vanessa Ginn, who is, having, is being sex harassed, according to her. I have no reason to disbelieve her. And now she goes missing. That's quite the coincidence, Cloyd Steiger. It is, although Fort
2: Hood is a very big base with a lot of people there. And, you know, I live near Fort Lewis, Washington, which is a comparably sized base. And things like that happen here, too. Oh, people go missing
4: and vanish without a trace? Or their bodies are found. Yeah, Uh, Uh it's pretty
2: regular. But, yeah, I mean, but you've got to look at it individually.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, it's a big thing, just like any big city. It is a big city. So of all the people that live there and things happen and, and maybe they're related, but maybe they're not.
4: That's true. They can't be lumped together. But to me, that's a big red flag to Dr. Angela Arnold, uh, psychiatrist joining us from the Atlanta jurisdiction. Dr. Angela, the Army is saying they knew nothing about the sex harassment complaints. What do you make of that? I mean, that could be true. Uh, I, I'm not sure that I buy it. Well, I don't buy it. Cheats. She made a complaint. How could they not know about it? So did, so did they cover it up from the very beginning? She did not make a formal complaint, Dr. Angela. She co- I, I know where you're getting that. She complained to her family. She did not okay. file a formal complaint because she was afraid it would ruin her Army career. She'd be over. And she's probably right. And, and I believe she was very afraid, Nancy, because she never mentioned the person's name, did she? I do know that she mentioned to her family the name of a fellow officer that burst in on her while she was taking a shower. But I think that there were other issues, other sex harass complaints that were happening to her, either with a coworker or a superior there at Fort Hood. So, to Jim Elliott, uh, Attorney Butler Snow, joining us, isn't it true? Uh, although the law says it, you, there's not supposed to be retaliation once you file a sex harassment complaint. Very often, there is retaliation. Isn't that true?
5: Absolutely. And then you know that happens a lot. And that is uh, your guest earlier. Your guest earlier comment about why women, I guess. Others don't bring those up because they know there will be net effect on their career. The other thing, Nancy, I'll say, I mean, to me, gosh, murdering someone in retaliation for sexual harassment allegations seems ridiculous, but let's think about the other person. That, that would ruin their career as well.
4: Ruin their career? Ruin their relationship with their wife or girlfriend if they have one? Any of a number of things. Any number of repercussions. Guys, we... Join the search for Vanessa Gian. 214-941-8300. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
0: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.